So 20 years in South Africa, and then I immigrated in 2013. Okay. And um, how did that have an influence on what you wanted to do, or were you once you got here, did you want to get into marketing? How did that come about? Yeah, and I'll kind of go back to one thing on the on the breakdancing that I like to say sometimes. Joy, my wife, always makes fun of me and says, "Yeah, it's just you and the Happy Hands Club," which is a reference to Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> so she rips me off so bad, but I love it. Like she keeps me on my feet with that American humor, you know. Mm -hmm. So yeah. But the the question that you had after that was how long have I been in the design world? Mm -hmm. And so in school I was in art school, and that was I graduated 2011, and it wasn't college. It was just it had some focus on on arts, and uh, I was in an all girl class. And the teacher started by saying, like, uh, and we can skip this, but it was like, you're going to start with, with these many students, and then you'll end with, like, very little boys and very little students. And literally, there was, like, 20 of us. Uh, I always used to hide my grades because, like, I wanted to do really well, and then eventually we did. And I got top of my region back then when I graduated, and that kick-started a lot for me. Um, from there, I did a gap year. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah. So, so you said Arts. art school. What you went to in, art school in South Africa? In South Africa. Because you didn't get here until 2013. Correct. So you started there in 2011. Okay. Yeah. And I took a gap year, and in that gap year, I wanted to see. I, I worked at a restaurant, like a steakhouse. Did a, I learned a lot about people, about serving people and stuff. But I also engaged with an American and a Canadian uh, throughout this journey at the steakhouse. My goal was to study in Durban, South Africa. It's a beach town. But after connecting with uh, this American and Canadian, they were like, we'll teach you business. You don't need to go study. You need experience is what you need. Uh, they were a coaching company that did like Fortune 500 for uh, some, some Mercedes executives, uh, some other execs. They didn't have a graphic designer at that point. Just the owner was doing it. So they're like, we'll intern you. Your first three months is just business and you showing us what you can do. And uh, they threw me in the deep end, so. And these were just, just guys that you worked with at so, the steakhouse? So, uh, 
you know, uh, I, the, I didn't work with them uh, at the steakhouse, but they had seminars and events that they had done in my hometown. Oh, gotcha, okay. Eventually it became like the fastest growing business town of South Africa. Mm. Some people will say it was from their efforts, um, and there's actually videos I did for them, so where we, were cl where we actually were able to claim that because of how much they were doing. It was a small town, like really, ag mm -hmm. town, tourist town between the National Reserve Park and uh, Mozambique. So it is a, like, it's a tourism corridor, I would call it, as well as business and, and stuff like that and travel. So okay. Subtropical, super humid. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So, they, so these guys coached you? They coached me. So they, their whole mindset uh, was these modules that were like three years long. Uh, you had gold level and diamond level clients who were just small businesses. So I feel like it's a lot like the, the SBA consultants. Mm -hmm. So I'm big on consultants uh, if they have experience. <laughs> mm -hmm. Both the American and Canadian had, um, the one had an MBA and the other one had business experience in accounting. Mm -hmm. So they actually were teaching people from real like interesting dynamics like mm -hmm. why you shouldn't do this in your business or why you should do that and mm -hmm. quickly my my love my love for arts and design molded into a, an understanding that for me to be successful I need to know business first and I need to be able to serve people out of uh, a good working business model and I think sometimes uh, design companies could miss that others they hire someone on that helps which mm -hmm. is, for, is great mm -hmm. So bumped into them, um, they forced me to stay at the restaurant and learn all the lessons I needed to learn for like the next year or two while working part-time for them. Uh, I also eventually started at an embroidery company and quickly from there, even at the embroidery company, I, I saw like, wow, I was going to go study, but I wasn't going to use much of the stuff and I was going to do, a, like I could learn the program slowly by myself. So mm -hmm. my mindset switched from the gap year and I was very blessed and lucky to have, to have had that opportunity. Um, so yeah, uh, it evolved in from there. The, uh, I went to a, a more full, actually all the way up until I came to the US, I was at that steakhouse. So the owner got tired of being in South Africa. It was seven years for him immigrated back, wanted to kind of trans transition and retire, gave me the opportunity and um, at that point my family uh, got involved as well uh, and so my mom had actually married this guy. So it's a long story, <laughs> they're not married anymore, <laughs> it's fine, um, the, he's doing more stuff in Florida but from that point on he's like, I wasn't going to go to the US. So my mom and my brothers were going to go and uh, I was going to stay in South Africa and continue doing what I was doing and then help them across, across the ocean. Mm. I was learning video at this point uh, and learning a little bit of website stuff. They, we we kind of ended up in South Carolina first and then Chicago and then Fort Collins. But um, Fort Collins was like, we actually had traction in the business. Chicago, people, it's too many coaches. And he really wanted to retire in Fort Collins and, and kind of do that. Okay, finally gained traction in Fort Collins. Yeah. So then by this time, by the time you got to Fort Collins, about what time was that? 
So we're in South Carolina for like under a year. We were in Chicago for like two or three years. I want to say it was around, and I may be wrong, but 2016. Okay. 2016. So, yeah. I've been doing design like for 10 plus years, but yeah, 2016, 10-ish um, years, I think. No, this 10 plus. But yeah, 2016, and then we we kind of launched off really well. I had, so there's a book up there that I had re, we, re, we'd filmed every session, that modules that I mentioned. Um, and we designed, I designed this whole module for them, where, Clients would go <laughs> through this and basically, so he has the one point here. It's called the Executive Coaching Program, sorry, the Global Equipping Center. And this was the, the, the program, like mm. where people would stand. Okay. Um, so we had done a, a whole three year video with like a live, they were trying to get ahead of the, let's, let's have clients engage with videos mm -hmm. live, and then let's do in-person events. Um, Before we, we were forced to. <laughs> yeah, and okay. we did like events in South Africa where we had like 750 people. So I was part of, part of these marketing efforts learning, how do you get 750 people to show up to an event? Like, mm -hmm. how, do you, how do you have more than like 50 clients on a retainer and stuff and, and help them? Um, so it was a very good foundation for me, uh, and uh, wasn't being paid very much, but <laughs> I had to learn somehow. Mm -hmm. I think that's such a good thing for young people. It's just like get in with the if you can, you know, with the influences. But yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, Fort Collins. <clears throat> at that point, I uh, I started dating Joy, and I quickly realized that we were. The work we were doing was internal for the company that I was doing, the marketing and video and all that stuff. But I wanted to serve more industries than just the, the clientele that was in the company. Um, so at that point, I, I started a company in, uh, and I had my res residency at that point, so it was a huge plus being able to go through that process. I finished my 36 month module, or I think we were 80% finished of the last year that we had. Um, I just, I wanted to take what I had learned and be more multicultural and be more um, bringing in some of the South African influences into a web design agency with a, with a freelance uh, co-working culture. And that was the birth of it. 2017, I was still working at the other company part-time. February 5th was when I started the business. Um, yeah, started with, with websites and, and design. And okay, and so that was February of? 2017. 2017. Yeah. You started, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, and so you were still in Fort Collins, started February. Yeah. Okay, and did you have a, wait, this was just out of your home, I'm assuming? Yeah, home, okay. home, I had like the office in the bedroom kind of thing. Uh, I was in, a, in an apartment complex, like uh, next to Red Truck Brewing, or close to where that used to be. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, like a somewhat college and whatever. I put in probably like three thousand dollars of my own savings just to name the company and mm -hmm. do all that. Get up, yeah. Yeah, get an LLC, um, and 
So I started with, let me just go through this. Yeah. So I started with $3,000. Business kind of picked up, and actually, I went to a lot of networking events, mm -hmm. and that's how I got involved with the SBA um, and the Fort Collins branch, especially. I tried okay. out two or three consultants, and ended up, I ended up with with Jim, who's been phenomenal. Jim Kelly, yeah. he, he had a website company, and then had sold it, and so being able to tap into all his knowledge where partnerships like how to how to build a good brand mm -hmm. how to uh, engage with different things I, I always had that resource and it probably took me probably a year or two to find gyms okay so yeah that was big a big leveraging aspect I parted ways with the other company um, and just went head first in this company I was doing e-commerce on the side as well to make extra income mm -hmm. so I would go to garage sales and stuff simultaneously growing both this e-commerce and DJM design now um, it actually did really well at some point to where after after realizing I can't do two things at once I stopped doing that and just focus on, on DJM design even though we did really well um, I slowed down and kind of shifted gears to really give all my attention to the clients and to um, what we were building. Is that something that Jim helped talk you through coming to that decision or was that kind of outside of the consulting? I mean, I think Jim was part of a few of those conversations and I mostly used him on the website side of things, the okay. web design and multi the, the media design type stuff. Okay, so. and the consultants that you saw before, um, were you seeing someone at, like on a regular basis or? They were, yeah, and they were good. I, I saw a video consultant for a while. I saw um, a few other consultants. I mean, I was like, I was like, cool, my, you know, obviously my tax money is going somewhere and seeing it live is like awesome, you know? Um, Understanding the value of how much the SBA has done for me has been awesome. So, I mean, I, I jump on the webinars here and there um, and listen to the resources. You know, we were able to pivot in COVID because of just knowledge that we had access to us. Um, so, I'm a big proponent of the SBA. I think. So one day it would be awesome to, to be a part of that on a different scale. Um, over the years we saw growth. We were doing everything. So multicultural, multicultural multimedia. We've taken the multimedia out, uh, even though that was part of it. And we've really narrowed down our focus. So, and that's helped a lot. So basically, now we just do web design and kind of natural marketing that's a little softer and less aggressive. I call it... And I, I think I've coined this phrase, but I don't know. The tree versus the fruit marketing. Mm -hmm. Basically, what you do is with, with the fruit marketing, you know, you pay for an advertisement and you eat it once and it's done, right? Mm -hmm. But if you plant a seed and you grow a website or a tree for the long term, you're going to have fruit eventually, sure, and, and much more fruit if you do it quickly. But I prefer that kind of style where it's like, I want to go long term with you where we... Let's find marketing that's, that's not instant. We can do that as a supplement, but let's do something that's long-standing, where in six months you're gonna feel like, oh, there's actually traction here. Um, I and, and it's like, what makes us 
it's in here, but what makes us unique is we do design psychology, human psychology. So how is someone interacting on something uh, in the sense where I want to serve you just like I serve tables at a restaurant. If I bring you a steak but you felt like a salad, then I'm, I'm not doing my job. And the better like our company gets at serving the right salads, the more the, the customer enjoys the experience and, and yeah, that's what we're really good at. We're really like, basically I want people to say, oh, that's a DJM design. Like, that is a DJM design. That is the front end, the beautiful, we focus so much on design where it's, it's like, what is, in your brand, what can, what can you coin that's unique? With ours, you can see it's three letters, it's colorful. Uh, we want to look like a Calvin Klein type. You, w you would be okay wearing the shirt brand mm -hmm. um, and it's simple it's sleek and it's it's, it's in that nature um, so yeah when we when we build products we come from that thinking that thinking has come from the evolution of this office and talking to people mm -hmm. um, and it's worked really well out where we've, we've we've grown every year kind of like doubling 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 and then this year has been an operations and rebrand year so it'll be less of a growth year for us um, surprisingly, during COVID, we pivoted a lot into this model where we're just serving clients in the auto industry, uh, home property management, and industrial. Uh, we can serve them better because we know their industries. And we, you know, like you're working with home related services, electricians that work with uh, property managers, and they're all connected. So. I always caution business owners not to get too far ahead of too many ideas um, and, and always hone it back down and Jim's good at that too. So mm -hmm. it's, it's been a very, like I mentioned to you with my wife, she's so, I've taken a lot of her experience into the company as well. So she works in insurance and she used to work in the car industry. Mm. What my wife and the team, the, the coworkers we have bring to the table is a lot of s simplicity to the business so my wife did like is such a good organizer and also can discern and understand people mm. and systems it's like my weakness i'm on, i'm on the i'm, I'm on the marketing and the, the, the organizational mm -hmm. and i do a lot of systems um but there's there's like other things that that, that i had compliments. to took from her mm -hmm. yeah like the model of how in the insurance world for annuities, life and health, people work at their own schedule. Um, they, they, I mean, people do come in here now and again and do some work and then they'll go back home and do work there, um, maybe work while traveling and stuff like that. But I also not like, I don't like the whole fake imaginary lifestyle because I do 60 hours here mm -hmm. in the office or out with the clients. So I know what it takes. Mm -hmm. um, but I've taken that. I've also taken the, the sales structures that they have. Um, so we have like opportunities for people to, to grow um, straight from the revenue and stuff like that. But the other proponents that I've taken um, is the, just the fun and the, the weekly engagements that their company does. And then annual and quarterly events. Uh, gifts and things like that 
like we have client gifts, like pens we've made. Um, there's like a ballpoint pen I designed. That kind of customer service really is unique and unseen. And, and, and like building websites with an open hand, uh, where it's like, look, you own this thing, I'm not gonna take it from you. Other companies may wanna do that, but this is how you can be protected. Mm-hmm. So even on that first meeting, I'm, I'm, I'm giving the, we're giving the client education and stuff, so. Yeah. Can you go through all of the services that sure. you offer? Uh-huh. So we do um, mostly front-end web design full packages on pages, small business to semi-corporate. Um, and then when it comes to marketing, it's SEO. It's uh, sometimes like blogs and engagement, loading speed. The faster your page loads, the, the higher you rank on Google. Um, a lot of things. There's a lot of aspects to that, and other companies don't show what they're doing in SEO. We actually show it. Like we have a line by line thing. Like I feel like so many companies are selling. Hey, we we do SEO and then they don't do anything. So we've had. Now I'll, I'll tell you the success stories, which would be cool. Um, but yeah, we're sticking to those two. We do do. For active clients, we'll do some video editing. Uh, we used to do a bunch of videos, but we just don't. We don't have. We're, we're specializing in that web design, website design. Okay. Yeah, it's our strong point, so we're gonna we're gonna make it as strong as possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but the, the SEO that was one thing in some of our classes that I've heard um, that our participants caution each other. Mm-hmm. They say, don't don't just sign up with someone who's gonna tell yeah. you. If, if they can't show you what they're doing. Yeah. And he said, you'll, you'll just waste a lot of time and money and, and people have really robust conversations about different places that they've used. And so it's it's a yeah. big deal. So it's important yes. to show, show what you're doing. My quick tips when it comes to SEO is, the first thing is gonna be the platform you choose. Platform, then you wanna reach the cities that you're looking at. So you add cities into your website because it, it allows you to target those areas. Mm-hmm. And you expand to those and you choose only the best keywords and then you track those and then see every time like can I track first for that one and our company has a guarantee of um, get to this where it's it's about six months we'll get you onto the first page for a specific set of keywords um, and we use a multi-faceted approach so another service we offer is um, we, we work on Google my business pages which is the reviews mm-hmm. section um, we submit the sites to the search engines. Uh, we 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 haven't really gotten into backlinks and some other types of SEOs. Some of those can be considered white hat or black hat, which is like if you do too much or you do it the wrong way, mm-hmm. Google doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. So we'll fix those errors and stuff on oh, a monthly okay. basis. Just oh, wow. every month, like if I can improve you by five percent every month, it's way better than me trying to say I'm going to improve you by a hundred percent. It's that's the the mentality. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I was gonna go to this. Oh, there. The thing that the one thing that also makes us unique, and I forgot to mention it, is um, spoke about the tree versus the fruit. Uh, so we have. Three, yeah, three local people, so in the Colorado <coughs> region, 
that are uh, co-working and then we have about so I'm full-time Joy is part-time um, and then the two others in Colorado are part-time and then we have about anywhere it goes anywhere from 7 to 15 different um, out-of-state people or out-of-the-country people who are jumping on projects with us so by doing that we we can leverage their expertise and give that to the client. Yeah, wow. Okay, so, so you're the only one who's full-time? Full-time. And then everyone else is, okay. So we run on a very lean model. Um, mm -hmm. We keep our debt extremely low and we have reserves and saving buffers so that we're not exposed to overruns and like mm -hmm. market impacts. So in 2020, I think we learned this really quickly. Uh, I had to pivot the business very fast. So back in 2020, we were in debt um, and we were not running it lean and all these things. To a point where we're down, you know, 40%, realizing we're doing too much. So now the freelance culture, we like in my training videos and we have a podcast, we have a lot of fun resources for people that when they come on board, I, I run them through that and, and, and help them like find their identity in the company of hmm. where am I going to be in DJM and how am I going to freelance, how am I going to, like our core values is like discipline to serve and to do well, simplicity so we don't drive ourselves crazy, keep mm -hmm. it simple, mm -hmm. compassion for people, so compassion for each other, compassion for everyone and then community, Ubuntu, like an African word. Ubuntu means a circle, but also means uh, that, like we're gonna be out for each other um, culturally. So we don't have to be family, but we, we do wanna be like in that community framework of like, okay, if you stumble, like what can I do, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, what was that word again? Ubuntu, U-B, Ubuntu, U-N-T-U. Okay. It's a great word. Hmm. And then finally, uh, something I'm passionate about is we give we give about 11% of our gross profits to South African nonprofits hmm. and USA communities that impact orphans, job creation, and community development. Oh, that's awesome. So it aligns with our values. So when clients pay us, I don't think they know this, but some of them may, some of them may not. A portion of their of, of our profits we take from that goes to that. So it's a huge deal. Um, every month, every payout, this is, this is what we're focusing on. To name a few organizations, we have the Clothing Bank in South Africa. They do, they help women um, turn uh, clothing into like Goodwill. We don't have Goodwill back there. Mm -hmm. They have orphans who uh, get educated and fed and taught with cell phones under trees mm -hmm. so they can actually like have education. Mm -hmm. It's like crazy. Um, anyway, so, sorry. Those two ladies are awesome, like amazing people. I don't want to get emotional, but um, so those are phenomenal people. Then we have um, the Dream Center uh, in Colorado, which does like community outreach. Um, we have Youth for Christ, which is a skateboarding ministry, as well as they do in Greeley, they do rebalance for kids who who have very traumatic um, upbringing. Um, <laughs> I forget the, the companies that we donate to, so 
uh, it's a good reminder. And <coughs> sorry, is that so? That's eleven percent by the end of the year, or every month. month? So eleven yeah. percent every month. Every month oh, on wow. the profit. So we go like in in those phases. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, those are the things that make us really, really unique. Yeah. Wow. So. What do you have for what's your biggest challenge as a business owner? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I have a little story. Uh, I know I had one, yeah. <laughs> business oh, yeah, we go. This is such a good <laughs> one, too. Okay, so the, the biggest challenge, and I see a lot of people and friends, I, I love to help in this one, but the biggest challenge is sticking to the 80 20 rule. <laughs> Everyone talks about it, I'm sure you've heard about it Pareto, the Pareto effect. Mm. 80% yeah. of your results come from 20% of your success or your, your work, your effort. Mm -hmm. When you have kids, you learn that too because you can't waste time with children. You, you have to be there for them. You have to be at work. You have to be there for your wife. So there's this whole balance in life that, that, that ends up happening. I'm not perfect at it. I mean, I can talk about it. And I had a mentor or someone I watched online who told me, take the 80-20 and do it again. So what you end up doing is you take the 20, of that 20%, you take the 20 of that, which gives you a 4%. If you can just do those, then you're, you're, you're literally hacking the 80-20 to its most optimal level, in a sense. I don't think it always works. That rule, as well as the flywheel versus the doom loop from good to great. So as people in business and as I've in business learned, and sometimes I'll start new initiatives, start new ideas. The problem is, a new idea sounds fun, it sounds great, it sounds like it's gonna get you success. But you start to do that idea, it costs you money, costs you time, and what happens, your 80-20 rule starts to fall, and you do many of those, and what ends up happening is, you've gone in so many directions that you've, you've actually went away from your core value, the core of what is actually serving the client and serving you and so that is always the biggest challenge balancing project sales the 80 20 life and family um, and some people may not want to have a full work-life balance that's that's up to them but I don't think it you can have the perfect work-life balance I just think that you can there's always time to optimize the stuff so that you can have like a good you know, good marriage and a good, mm -hmm. uh, but you have to step back a lot too. Mm -hmm. Take days to actually like work the stuff up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it always has to be top of mind. Yeah, that is the biggest challenge. Mm -hmm. um, during COVID, that's what crushed me, um, and then reset the team, and we got, we kind of figured it out. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, tell me a little more about about the the COVID resetting. So, <coughs> with the COVID reset. We're in debt. Uh, we're doing too many things for too too many industries. Um, I was looking at that point. I was like, maybe I should just look for a job. I don't know if this agency is gonna. I, I, I put so much into it, and I was fighting it, and I wanted to provide for my family. And um, we hadn't had kids at that point. And I, I think my lowest point was realizing that I was 
that I was using things to get me through that, that season. So I was using video games, I was using maybe alcohol and uh, the wrong stuff. And I'm a very like faith-based person. So I reset back onto my faith in God and like, uh, why am I doing, like why do I need video games? And this is not gonna get anything done for my family or my, even though my wife's like, hey, video games are a good escape, um, things like that. I mean, I never had a problem with alcohol or anything. But yeah, I kind of took a step back, reset my faith and direction, and was like, okay, I'm gonna step back and give this up to the Lord. Like, He's gotta be part of this process and this business, and I need to start listening, and I need to start doing, I can't waste time. 80-20, and then um, basically cut a lot of stuff pay down our business debts as quickly as possible to like the Dave Ramsey snowball effect mm-hmm. and um, simplify the model started to get very ag- aggressive with gifts for clients started to get very ag- aggressive with customer service um, and started to partner and talk to other agencies because the pond is big enough for everyone uh, the key to my success during that season was the mentorships and other agencies seeing that they were figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so leveraging kind of those aspects and then um, doing a big promotion in December. We, we do a promotion every year. I had one mentor who told me actually the original ones like never do discounts. <laughs> but promotions have been helping my clients. We also put our clients on a two month freeze during COVID two to three months told them hey look we know you can't pay us we're going to continue service for two to three months and then we can jump back on the horse and I saw many of them last through the two to three months I saw a lot of my travel companies just crumble uh, which is devastating you you, you build so much into these websites Mm -hmm. and now they're doing other businesses uh, so we learned a lot, like data-wise, we learned so much. So it was, uh, yeah, just a lot of changes. A lot of changes. Reset. Yeah, basically, you were at the mercy of the industry mm-hmm. and uh, uh, the mercy of how creative you could get in that time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. were you were you engaged with conversations with Jim during that whole time? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. We, um, I. Because it sounds like right before. <laughs> I think I right just before I got. It was, I think it was before or during or after. It, it's kind of a blur to me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there was one story. So I sat with one of my best clients and I probably lost the client because I did this. I was at my lowest point and he was looking for a web designer and I was like, I did the wrong, This you never do this. Uh, with your clients, uh, you know, you have to be real with them. But I was like, hey man, I need a job or what can I do? I'm at the lowest point in my life and I'm mentally not tough. And he just looked at me and said, he's like, I'm not gonna hire you because this wouldn't help you in the situation. You need to get mentally tough. And until so I'm gonna take a break on you with our website, I'm gonna take a break on you with our videos. Um, when you're ready, we'll talk. And we talk now and again, mm-hmm. and I have, uh, he's a very good Fort Collins painting company, and mm-hmm. they're super cool. But uh, yeah. Was that like? the kick in the pants that you needed yeah, to it was mm-hmm. I was gonna ask if there was a moment but yeah. we, we got it to was it on a our own so. <laughs> totally faith moment during that it was so yeah I, 
Yeah, and you're not you're not alone in that. Yeah, a lot of people went through yeah. that. Yeah. We have companies in here that were down to 20% uh, revenues. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the marketing company made it back big, strong as well. So. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. So yeah, so that really changed things around as far as your your mindset and mm -hmm. the second wind drive and, and all of that. Wow. Yeah. And then you you really did make a lot of changes and, a lot of changes. and yeah. then so when did you when did you feel like things started turning around so things turn around once um, we really understood the leverage of uh, so we connected with a grant program as well that did grants for uh, industrial manufacturing com companies and CU Boulder they do um, it's basically a marketing grant so they'll pay half the marketing and stuff mm. like that Understanding like contracts like that can can really get you through a tough time. So we leveraged those contracts. We leveraged some things with the SVA that helped us um, kind of navigate who to work with and why. Um, we also obviously used uh, some of those funds to help. We had people on our team that we helped them get through a season. And uh, yeah, there was like the team was really small at that point, mm -hmm. uh, which helped. Um, so that was like the turning points. It was probably towards that November, December, and then not giving up like on my December promotion mm -hmm. <laughs> to the point where it was like, get the business in now so that by January your costs are not gonna be raised. So in January I had a small cost raise, like a 20% just to help my business. And the clients actually signed for the promotion <coughs> to, to be grand grandfathered. Mm -hmm. Some mm -hmm. did, some didn't. And that was it's a um, saving grace. December of 2020 or 2021? 2020. Okay. That was a saving grace. That that December promotion, the, the CU grant program, some of the SPA resources. 2021 was the first year I actually like thought, oh, we should try and use the PPP or we should try and use the IEDL. Mm -hmm. So in 2021, I caught up late to the, the funding, but in 2021, uh, we'd already been uh, pretty close to debt-free. Uh, we, uh, we, someone had told me, you know, you should just look into it at least. Um, I was like, oh, government money, like what? It's probably bad. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know. Um, but yeah, just was able to use that as a as a second launching pad in 2021. Um, so yeah, those are like some small things that helped. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, 2021 closed. We we decided we needed to rebrand. So yeah, the mm -hmm. whole 2021 led us to the finalizing of the model um, to where it's at now, and then rebranding throughout December to January mm -hmm. into this year. We only really got the final launching stuff like last month. Uh, okay. So it's a mouthful. Gosh, yeah. Um, see, I know you made a lot of great notes that I'll probably steal from you. Sure. I'm gonna hit some of these, some of these highlight ones too. Um, what's the coolest project you've gotten to work on? Okay, I'm gonna get to memorable. That's so good. <laughs> uh, another other, uh, one other thing during those recessionary times that we took on was uh, we got insurance as a company. That insurance actually has umbrella insurance where it helps our clients. It gives them a, a blanket protection of up to 85000 in cybersecurity, mm -hmm. and uh, I've just seen things happen where people lose domains, lose this, mm -hmm. lose that, 
then we have to come in and fight that mm -hmm. um, and get it back, do whatever we can. Um, so that's like a big selling point for some of our clients on a monthly, mm -hmm. having that protection, having that support, calling us whenever they need us. Um, so, but some of the coolest success stories. So I'll, I'll, I'll there's so many I want to mention. <laughs> I can only mention a few, but we once worked with a celebrity website for Frontier Days, mm. where they wanted to do a masterclass type style, and we were able to do that while they were running some of their gigs. Um, then we have, I'm going to mention these quickly, buyansystems.com, it's a national company. Gold Insurance. Leading Edge Electric, and then One Way Property Management, and the the one that we did with the celebrity events was Once in a Lifetime Events Live, but they've changed since then. We don't really work with celebrity companies. By end, the the coolest thing in that one was we built a whole distributor network USA map on their website, where if you scroll through, it'll like hover show up the icons mm -hmm. and you click on it it will scroll down to the actual distributor for a fence hydraulic that person will actually come and install your house that's a full integration oh. we use the government grants on that website uh, they were able to retain I would say maybe 25,000 in costs um, so that was a really good one gold insurance was the biggest website we've done There's, there's, one, there's one project called Built Right Signs and had this cheesy crane on the website like for the sign building and we were building the sites and I was like I wonder what it would look like if we did a crane animation where they show the logo coming up and down and we did it and I'm like the client's going to hate it he looked at it and he's like I love it <laughs> keep, keep the crane so we've kept the crane so there's things like that with, with Leading Edge Electric they had a loading speed of like six seconds. We got it all the way down to like 0 0.9 seconds. Oh, wow. So it, it, it had a 99 point score on Google's search, I mean, sorry, Google's uh, speed. Mm -hmm. it took us three developers, took a lot of work. Mm. Even their mobile is fast, like it's far, one of the fastest sites we've, we've mm. kind of configured. That's, yeah, it's not something that people think of. No, but Amazon. Until you're waiting. <laughs> the, the stat that people need to pay attention to is. Amazon says for every second longer their, their, their page loads, they're losing $100,000. Wow. It's on Google, it's a fact. Wow. That's why Amazon's site is so simple and so, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it doesn't have too much to it. Yeah, the more bells and whistles, the longer. Can, yeah, mm -hmm. and when I sit with clients, I have to constantly mm -hmm. weigh those scales. I could weigh the design scale and take them to another platform, but mm -hmm. if they want to go national one day, I could put them in a really bad mm -hmm. position. So I have to take them to a simpler, mm -hmm. so it's pretty interesting. Oh wow, yeah, that's, yeah. We just had a class yesterday on um, content creation for the website. And so that's kind of top of mind for me, yeah. some of the, the questions and the facts and things like that. So yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, and like I'm sure they said that the more content, the better. But like the more targeted keywords and all that stuff. Um, See any other good ones? Can you um, talk a little bit more about the how the SBDC contributed to your? Sure. Um, let's go. 
so yeah really um, so I read some of the emails and basically I'll use certain things as leveraging factors so number one obviously it was very helpful to be able to use uh, I mean the the PPP and the EIDL um, I think if you were an ethical business and you used it you were you were smart if you didn't then you know it's okay some people didn't want to touch it and my wife and I were on that perspective like maybe someone else needed it um, anyways that was good when there's announcements and things about the economy like I a lot of times take that and say okay well where can this go into the business so you guys had an inflation emergency act webinar yesterday and I was able to summarize everything that they shared into actionable points of what I can actually do in the business. Mm -hmm. So the national side of the SBA is pretty powerful. Um, obviously the events and then um, yeah, the consulting that that's been a game changer. Um, Did you have an expectation going into the consulting that wasn't met? You know, I've been with so many bad consulting opportunities. Um, I don't think so. I mean, you really, it's really on you. Like, you're going to get the most out of how much you're going to put in there. Your taxes are already paying for it. Mm -hmm. It's free. So you could take it as a free product and not use it because you don't see the value in that. Or you could really just dive into it and find out why, how, and what. Mm -hmm. And I think people need to go into those meetings like, if I was an SBA agent one day, how, how would I feel? And that's more motivating when I walk into a meeting. It's like, one day I would love to do what Jim's doing. Oh, yeah, and obviously yeah, I would talk less and listen it's more. I don't know, do you have questions for me on the SBA? Yeah, that? Just nuts um, no, yeah, we just, we just like to put in there, you know, things about what, what was most beneficial to you. And yeah, I like how you talked about leveraging the announcements, you know, things, things that we share and that come out, you know, whether it's the national level, the state level, the regional, you know, there's we're inundated with yes. those things and what do, you, what do you do with that so turning that into actionable items that help your clients is really helpful because you could say this just came out this is what we're going to do about it and like, what, what a relief to people so that's yeah that's a huge energy yeah we actually sent out a pivot you know they had all the pivoting during covid we sent out a pivot email like this is mm -hmm. what we want to do um, so we you know we look at the I pay attention to the ones that actually like uh, catch my attention. I'm like, oh, that's that's really important right now, mm -hmm. right now. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, definitely this last one too. Any advice for budding entrepreneurs? So I'm not an expert, but mm -hmm. I am very uh, focused on on where we at as a company, as a, as a branded company moving things in, in a direction um, the first thing I would say is read these books because these people know what they're talking about it's good to great staple books for business owners profit first the one thing get different I'm gonna ask you for all these later <laughs> yeah get different and then the last one is sell like crazy 
uh, Australian author who wrote this book. It's so good. Um, but it's just it's really the fundamentals of, of like a doctor. What do you need? How do you feel? Right, right. Educating yourself, yeah. no matter what that means, whether yeah. it's a program or mm -hmm. just doing doing the work yourself. I think we tend to overcomplicate things when someone's already done all the work and research for us. Mm -hmm. You just have to take those the best pieces of that that work, and hopefully it's the right resources and just like implement, implement, mm -hmm. implement, implement. Um, don't read too much. Just take action. <coughs> That eighty percent of the time you should be taking action. You know, twenty percent you can go and study. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yo, I ain't here for the money. I ain't here for the fame. Though it might be nice to own a jet plane, I'ma do it all for you. Come along and see us.